welcome to this episode of Satisfying Static. I have Lizzie McGuire stuck in my head. Ba, 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 da, da, da. Why not? <laughs> That's very random. Very random, but you know. The worst it's thing just in the world. that kind of a day. It is that kind of a day. The worst thing in the world happened to me yesterday at work. A friend of mine who also has ADHD came up to me and said, hey, you know that sound that's been trending on TikTok lately? The dumb ways to die. I was like, yes. Oh. And she was like, it's been in my head in a loop for like three days. You're welcome. And she walked away. <laughs> and then sure enough, it just started. I was like, mm-hmm. and my, my student was like, oh, no. I was like, yeah, it's there. We're stuck. Uh it happens. That's the whole point of TikTok, you know? That's what connects us. I guess. Uh, it's the great, great connector in 2023. Very. But those videos are hilarious. They're my favorite <laughs> thing happening on TikTok right now. Absolutely. They are funny. Uh, some quick housekeeping on my end. I don't think I've updated here. All of the pictures are scanned. The slides are scanned. They're all done. I'm at, uh, I can tell you the exact number in one moment. Uh... Over 5,000? I think I thought so. Uh, oh, no. So it took me 10 days of scanning, like 10 actual dedicated days, for a total of 19.21 gigabytes of data, 5,435 okay. slides, and a total of 250 boxes slash bundles. Was the final? That is quite the tally. feat. Yeah, and you set up a website. I don't know if we've updated that on here. There's a website where you can buy prints. There is a website you where you can find buy the prints. link in your bio. Correct. Um, there's a very limited selection right now. I am literally going through every one of these photos to color correct and remove dust and do some light editing, and then I have to have it approved by the family, and then it gets to be posted for prints. I've made one sale. Uh, one one hieroglyphic uh, print sold for five dollars. So, yay! Yay! There um, we go. Clapping noises. That's what yeah. Insert clap noise. Yeah. So I've I've made five dollars on this endeavor. Um, we've we've talked about how I can maybe brand better. I'm going to try my first slideshow video today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cute. To a to a trending song. <laughs> we'll see how that works. Oh, Many of God. you know that I do not TikTok this way, so wow, the way you said that. <laughs> it's painful. What an adventure we're about to embark on. Um well, you know, I think it'll get the traction it deserves soon. But yeah, if you highlight and showcase the photography, I think you'll get some some attention. It's the some tri- cool stuff. Yeah, the, the trick is to, to post at 5.35 p.m. That's apparently my, my golden hour. Is that what your analytics say? Uh, well, the first video went mega viral and got pushed to the For You page at 5.35. Oh, okay. I see. And everything I've posted later or before that just has not done well. Um, so, guys, I don't know. Spot. I have no idea. I my plan after this call is to upload some more photos into the catalog of prints and then turn around and make this sound video and see how it does. Basically, if it sells it's less a than a million dollars, I'm going to be disappointed. That's <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> 
the goals you set for yourself. I love it. Dream big. Um, but, you know, don't be disappointed in yourself. You can only do your best, and you are. If um, I could crack 100 bucks, I might cry. You might. You never know. But you got to, you know, you got to put in the work and try to promote it. <coughs> That's Excuse honestly me. the worst. I'm the worst at that. I can't promote this. I can't promote I can't promote anything else that I do. I'm just like terrible at self-promotion. That's why brands do don't want to work with me. <laughs> you do better than I do. You think I, I ever promote this thing? No. I forget yeah. most of the time. At this point, only our friends and family listen. <laughs> That's not true. There are some very lovely people on TikTok that also listen and, you know, get antsy when we miss one. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Well, there's Which that. is adorable. We are in a bit of a time crunch today. Olivia has a surprise appointment that she just made me aware of uh, shortly before recording this. So I got to pull up the boop up. Oh, um, Wrexham is out of the FA Cup. They lost. I don't know what that means, but oh, um, it Rexham, looks like you're sad. The, the, the soccer team that I've decided to start following based on a on the um oh that's right yeah based on that tv show okay yeah i was like that sounds familiar but why i'm literally anyway. listening to two welsh announcers on tuesdays and saturdays call us a football game that i'm never gonna probably see in person and i have all of this stock in this team that i just like know nothing of. it's ridiculous Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway, they lost. They lost. They're out of the FA Cup, but they are still potentially going to get promoted. So that's exciting. Look at that! So progress is still being made. Oh my God! This word avant garde. Oh. Okay. I don't think I know what it means, though. I think I have to look up the definition. I feel I think, like you know. Yeah, I think we both have to. I have. I feel like I have a loose idea in my head of what it means, but I'm probably wrong, honestly. And the first thing it made me think of was an uh, interview with a vampire for some reason. Uh, okay, that's a choice. Um, <laughs> new and unusual or experimental ideas, especially in the arts or the people introducing them. Example, works by artists of the Russian avant-garde. That was a terrible example. Uh, there's but- also... An adjective verb. That was the noun. The adjective is favoring or introducing experimental or unusual ideas. A controversial avant-garde composer. So I'm a controversial okay. avant-garde lesbian. I um, <laughs> why? I don't know. Because I can be. Because I'm I'm new and unusual. I don't know. I uh, how are you new and unusual? Um, I don't know if that's I'm not. The defin- I don't know if that's the definition that I had in in mind for, uh, I guess I wasn't sure what it meant, but I, I did have like something around art or theater in my head. Um, but I think there's a scene in Interview with a Vampire where a very young, um, God, what's her name? Everyone says I look like her. Jesus. Um, don't say it. Don't say it. Um, not Kirsten Dunn. Yes. Yeah. It's not Kristen Dunst, is it? Her, yeah. As a child, as her child actor self. Um, I think they're like at a theater or watching so at some weird like French 18th century like sex party. And she says something about like it being avant-garde or something. And um, uh-huh. I just remember being like, this is a child. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, yeah. Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-E-N. Because she just did right. an interview about how it was actually kind of gross that she kissed Brad Pitt in that movie because 
yeah. she was like 11. She was a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things in that movie. And like, I get it because the point of it was that like, yes, she was, she was trapped in a child's body, but like it realistically, she was like a hundred or something. Um, <clears throat> but like, it's a fantasy and you're making an actual human child do that. That's a little fucked up. Yeah. We, me and Olivia are also having some issues with, with problematic themes in old shows. So we're, so I don't, have you ever watched Once Upon a Time? Mm, I don't think so. So they take storybook characters and give them all these like really cool storylines and they like are in real life and it's, it's, it's fantasy and like whatever, but it's like super cheesy and like fun. It's very much like my comfort movie. I put it in like the same camp as like the mummy, like a nice, just cheesy enough, but kind of fun, relatively lighthearted. There's some danger. You're a little invested, but like not really, you know? Okay. Fair enough. And the evil queen in that show has like this thing where she steals hearts. And if she has your heart, she can force you to do things, right? She stole this guy's heart and then locked him in her bedchamber. And like literally called him her pet and was making love to him often. And I'm like, this is our word. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'm like, if you switch the the roles here, this is like a really yeah. bad scene from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh my god. This makes this a totally different show. Um Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. But I think so that's very an problematic. interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's fair for a lot of older shows, you know, like we're we're all I think waking up to a lot of things. But that theme specifically of like that doubled standard a little bit, mm. I don't know that I'm a fan of it. Like the fact mm-hmm. that in that situation, people are like, oh my God, he's so lucky. Like he gets to be her like sex slave or something. And if the role were reversed, it would be extremely problematic. Like, why isn't it problematic that way too? Like women yeah. can be predators too. Like I don't think that we should ignore or forget that yeah there's definitely a swing in in pop culture to acknowledge that a bit more i think which is great but there's still some problematic themes going on right like uh, this this cougar mansion thing this like cougars on the prowl or something there's a show about cougars who are in a house together no and they're literally just hunting young men no and it's like if this if this were men hunting young women, right, it would be a problem. How, like we wouldn't be okay with this. And I'm like, if this was a bunch of little Leonardo DiCaprios <laughs> trying to find a bunch of 19 year olds, oh, no. no one would feel good about this. Right, right. But and- be- but because it's 55 year old women being like, I want a 23 year old boy. Like it's okay. Right, right. And no one's like. No one's like, oh, he's he's too young. Like, he's being manipulated. They're just like, oh, well, he's a strapping young man. But if it's a girl, it's like, no, she can't make decisions for herself. She's too young to make those kind of decisions. What do they have in common? Blah, 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 blah. Like, what is the difference? I'm a firm believer we shouldn't be allowed to make anything, re- any decisions regarding going to war or other major decisions yeah. before 25. 
I agree. <laughs> like when they're like, you can't rent a car until you're 25. I'm like, fair. I shouldn't be able to sign a contract or go to fucking war or get married or really honestly, any big, good credit card. I shouldn't be able to do any of those things before 25. Until your brain's fully developed. <laughs> Correct. Your frontal lobe does not stop developing until 25. My, my frontal right. lobe did so much development. And those last few years, I tell you what. Oh yeah, it's a it's like a shit show roller coaster between like twenty one and twenty five. All of a sudden, you wake up twenty six and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> what happened? And who was I three years ago? I'm like, we should not be forcing children to college at that age. You don't know oh what you God, want. Oh my God, I know. You don't know. know what you want, and you're not gonna decide know what your you entire want. life. Uh, I don't even know who I am. What do you mean, decide my entire life right now? Decide your entire life in the moments that you change your mind about something every three days. You know what I loved at 21? Monster energy drinks. Do you know what I drink now? <laughs> None of those. I can't even I can't even smell a monster without feeling nauseous. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah. No, I didn't I like brushing I... my teeth a lot either. I do that a lot now. Like I, I just <laughs> Vegetables. I love that example. I love that example. Vegetables. No, I mean, you liked them. No one. What do I eat now? We, Vegetables. We change. We change over time. I think that should also be more ex- accepted. Like, expecting me to be the same person that I was at 21 is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think that's what stresses me out when I go back to the Midwest. Is I like, I was just texting a friend from PA school about this today, actually. When I go back to the Midwest, I am reminded of this person that I was, that I am just so far removed from now mm-hmm. that it just makes me feel gross. I just I just feel physically ill when I'm back there because I'm just reminded of like, yeah, being that age and being forced into making decisions that I had no, no right making and mm-hmm. it, it, just, uh, it just bums me out. It bums me out. Bums me out that we force all these kids to make these decisions before they're they're really ready. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely feel that same. But then also, like, think back to you being 21. Would you have ever let anybody older than you tell you, like, you're not, you should wait. Like, you're not in a great place to make this decision yet. No, you were going to be like, fuck you. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do what I want. Correct. Yeah. They all told me not to get married. I did it anyway. Look at me now. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's the same shit. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we can, you're not going to know until you experience it yourself. Like, this is part of life is learning these things and then being able to look back and be like, oh, well, now I know better. I hope. God, yeah. I have no idea what any of this has to do with avant garde, but it's being unique and different because we <laughs> um, didn't stay in our hometowns. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's what my buddy from PA school was texting me about. She's asking about um about like locums, like travel PA positions, because she was like, I would like to leave this tiny podunk town in Iowa that I've been stuck in for yeah. the last ever. And I'm like, dude, yes, you should. Like, no regrets. I yeah. don't look back on it. Like, I am very thankful I left that place. I mean, I hear you. And like, I didn't grow up in a small town. I grew up in a big ass city that people like yeah. dream of moving to. And still my friends are like, why the fuck do I live here? Like, I wish I could get out. I want to get out of here. And I, I think everybody should like, yeah. it teaches you a lot, um, moving away. And just like, even for a little while, like it, 
it's a little bit of a culture shock, like getting outside of your hometown, whether it's a big city or not. Like I moved from a big city to a big city. And still I was like, what the fuck is this place? People are so different here. Everything's weird. I had to relearn so many things, but like, you know, it makes you a different person and it changes you a little bit and it helps you see, like you were saying, when you, you go back home, like you're kind of bummed out because it reminds you of the person like you used to be, but like, I feel that, but I also feel like, wow, I haven't been here in in eight months and literally nothing's changed. Like you guys are still doing the same thing, going to the same bars, like doing the same thing day in and day out. Like the city looks the same. Nothing's really different. And it's like, oh, I could have just pressed pause on life here and jump back in at any time. And like, to me, that's the depressing part. And like... It's not until you move away that you see that. Like, people get so scared of, like, leaving and missing out on stuff. And it's like, you're going to miss out on some things. But honestly, you're not missing that much. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. When I go back, it certainly feels like that, right? It feels like I could go to sleep and wake up and my life was what it was three years ago. Totally. Because nothing around here has changed. There's no... Like, I go to the gas station, it's the same dude that's been there. Mm-hmm. Like, and his comment is, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, did I move <laughs> away? Like, I don't live here. Right. And yeah, all the people are doing the same thing, right? Like, you see the same people from high school posting the same pictures with the same other people from high school doing the same things. And you're like, dude. Right. None of you right. have done anything. Like, literally, people that I used to hang out with will still go to the same bars we were going to mm-hmm. when we were in our 20s. Like, I'm almost 35. Yeah. Why are those bars still open, first of all? Second of all, like, seriously, like, you're you're doing the same exact thing that we were doing in college. You are just, like, still hitting up the same places, hang out with the same people. Like, it's so easy to get stuck. Yeah. And I I feel that and I, I get that, but I don't know. People who just like don't notice that or don't want change, like that's so hard for me to grasp. And like, like in some ways it's kind of wholesome, right? Like yeah. Olivia is, is now teaching yeah. where she's student taught and you know, like that's great. She's always wanted to be there. But she's, you know, talk we've talked about concerns about I think it was Funhouse is the the play that she's referenced where the person like draws a big circle on the map and is like, I grew up here. I went to school here. I work here and I died here. And it was like all within this one big circle. And it was like, that's how I I never, yeah. Like I never went anywhere that wasn't, which is like kind of where I was at. Right. Where it was like, Mm -hmm. I grew up here, went to high school here, went to college here, Mm -hmm. went to PA school here, got married here, Mm -hmm. lived here. And it was like all within the same. Yeah the same circle and it was like oh my god because that's most of us though right because like that was me too it's not like I moved around a bunch like I grew was born in the same area grew up there went to high school there went to college there worked there like my only stint was like a semester abroad in college that was really it outside of that I had been in the same circle the same like 35 mile radius for my entire life I always forget that you did a semester abroad. Where did you go? I went to France, like your typical white girl. Liv went yeah. to um, Germany, 
Where did you go for cool. study abroad, sweetie? So um, I stayed in the Netherlands. Okay. But then I traveled Ooh. a bunch. Okay. I love that. Was she in Amsterdam? Uh, Maggie would like to know if you were in Amsterdam. I did. I visited Amsterdam. She was in the red light district for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I was not there for three days. So Emerson's castle is in the very southern part of the Netherlands. So it's not, it's not near Amsterdam. Um, so I visited Amsterdam. But um, I think each time it was for like one or two days. And they only went to the red light district one time. I'm sorry. Your college has a castle? Yeah. Emerson owns a castle in the Netherlands. It's Europe. It's you wouldn't get it. <laughs> castle though. Yeah, my wow. classes. It my was classes. occupied by Nazis, which is why it's still wow. standing. Wow. Okay. It's a 13th century castle. Which is why it's still standing. Oh, they didn't. They didn't blow it up because they, they were in it. They were in, they were it. in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, um, it has two moats and black. <laughs> It has two moats and black swans. Do you hear how educated she is in this castle? <laughs> I went there. Well, she went there. Yeah. You guys said the same thing at the same time. She's like, well, she went there. And you're like, well, I went there. <laughs> but yeah, it's Europe. You don't get it. I also took many classes in what was the basement of like an ancient church or like an old castle. So, and you're like in class in like a... What was what is obviously somebody dug a hole into the rock. Oh, so weird. And you're just in there and there's like half a wall and most of it is rock. And they're like, welcome to the food hall. And you're like, where are we? <laughs> this oh, is a wow. tunnel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was This does not meet building codes. Thank you. No, but I also traveled to Amsterdam and the red light district is very depressing. We, my partner and I at the time got very, very, very high and decided to do a walkthrough. Why? I have no idea why we thought that was a good idea. We thought walking around waving at hookers would be fun. I don't know. It was so (laughs) depressing. We tried to get out of there so fast. Like I was like, we need to leave. Yeah. Because it's all like women soliciting sex in glass rooms so you walk by and there's a bed behind them and like a door there it's all in this room and they just have a curtain so if the curtains open they're available if the curtain is closed there's people in there and it's just like tourists walking around or people who are trying to solicit sex and it's all a very weird shady like Environment. So, me and I my always wondered walking around hand in hand. That was. <laughs> God, like hi. We were like, oh my God, no mistake, mistake, mistake. Leave. <laughs> anyway, I always wondered how much business that was, as far as like how much of that is actual local business and how much of that is tourist business. Mm, it's probably a lot of tourist business. I would, I would assume. Um, because it's in a very touristy area. It's like literally right next to like their little downtown and like shopping area and like close to where like all the cafes are, which is where you can get weed. Um, so so it's like a very busy, busy area. Like when we were walking through, it was like crowded. So I would assume it's a lot of tourist business, but who knows? I don't know. We'd have to talk to one of the lovely young humans that work those jobs 
That just it bums me out. I I know sex work is valid work and like they should have the right to perform it, but God, it's just depressing. Yeah, like I mean, absolutely. If you are, I feel like it's one of those things. Like if you have an OnlyFans and like you are your own boss and like you're in charge of you, mm-hmm. it's a different situation. But like these girls looked like, you know, they're probably on the clock and they probably don't get paid as well as they could be, and like they didn't look happy to be there. <laughs> Yeah, so that brings up an interesting point. On the clock, I doubt they have an hourly wage, right? Like, well, they might because it's like a like a legal like a a job in Amsterdam. So, like, you, I mean, I don't know if they do W twos. I don't know how taxes. I was gonna, I was just gonna say, well, they're not probably not a W two employee. I mean, like, I believe, I believe, yeah, you can be like a salaried sex worker that makes tips. Mm. and gets benefits well they get benefits anyway right because they have a universal health system well yeah but like you know retirement and like i don't know what oh, other, whatever, like paid whatever other benefits they get off of a job yeah <laughs> paid, paid leave retirement uh continuing education is something in medicine i don't i don't sure. know if they would use that in sex work I, maybe they get all of their you know maybe they get extra tests for free or something who knows who knows? Oh, my God. Um, I'm sure there's some kind of perks. I obviously don't know how any of that works. But, um, yeah, it is legal to do. So I do believe it, it, it can it can be like a, this is my salary job. What, what an avant-garde conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I used that right. I wasn't sure either, but we're going to go with it because it was an odd conversation. And that's apparently how I use avant-garde <laughs> i think that's also how i use it so now we know we've been using it incorrectly well it's a weird okay. word to spell too there's it a d is, at the end of guard it's not the gu guard it's the ga guard it's because it's it's french well look at us circling that back <laughs> you studied in france it's a french word yeah it's a french phrase yes not to be confused with the French fry. Totally different things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I. So you're not laughing at that joke. Um, reminded me that yesterday I had a very bad, very bad burn patient that I had to transfer into Boston. For those of you that don't know, I work in Western Mass. Okay. Um, even though I live in the Boston area, I work in the Western part of the state. So it's like an hour and a half drive. And, um, I had to transfer this human being in and I was talking to the transfer lady and she's like, so that's uh, Christine insert last name doctor. I was like, Oh no, I I'm, I'm not dumb. I'm a, I'm a PA like made a joke about like being a doctor is dumb. It was sarcasm. Clearly being a doctor isn't dumb. It was just supposed to make her laugh and she was just silent. And I was like, <laughs> But, like, everybody around me, including the two doctors next to me, like, laughed. Like, they thought, like, they clearly got that I was being sarcastic and it was, like, funny. And she well. was just silent. And I was like, oh, you didn't, oh, it was, I said, and then I literally said, Oops. it was a joke, you can laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, ah. I'm like, no, oh, I, my fucking God. You probably, you probably seemed like such a dick. <laughs> I know. And I was like. No, it's I'm genuinely kidding. And it was because I just, was just talking to my student about how like I didn't choose med school because I didn't want to do like the time commitment and 
honestly, like the increase in salary wasn't worth the increased liability and like everything else. Like I just, it wasn't for me. And so I just talked about that. So then on the phone, I was like, ah, no, I'm not dumb. I'm, I'm, I'm PA. It, so everyone else around me that saw the rest of the context thought it was hilarious. <laughs> this woman was like, uh, I, I don't know what your beef with doctors is, but okay. Like, <laughs> Well, your jokes aren't going to land with everybody. That's okay. It's all right. That's probably the saddest fact of life. Not everyone's going to think I'm funny. The world will go on. I love that you started that story with the fact that it was a a severely burned patient and that the story had nothing to do with that. (laughs) Well, no, I was just trying to explain why I have to transfer this patient out, right? So like, there's not many super critical patients that can't be handled in Western Mass, but every state only has very specific burn units, and rightfully so, Boston's burn unit or Massachusetts burn units are in Boston. Yeah, as an outsider, that was unnecessary information. Oh, okay, all right, good to know. Good to- See, for- okay, <laughs> because so- now I'm like, what? What happened to the burn? Pa- are we coming back to the burn pit? Was that part of the story? Like, oh, fascinating. Yeah, it's in my mind, when somebody who's in medicine is like, I'm transferring a critical patient to X, Y, or Z place, my first thought is, I wonder what specialty. I wonder why. <laughs> Like, those are my first thoughts because there's not a ton of transfers you have to do. And then I'm like, ICU availability? Why do you need to transfer this person? Well, so, like, but the story was you talking to someone on the phone. You could have taken the whole transfer piece out of it. I could, you're right. I could have just been like, I was talking on the phone and said this. <laughs> yeah, that's I why do that I was a lot. Like, I was like, I'm like still zoned in on this like burn patient and like, and we got to the transfer part. And then I was like, did they get transferred? Are they okay? <laughs> like, what happened? Yes. Yeah, so they got transferred. They're at the burn center in Boston. <laughs> I've, from my understanding, they're doing fine. I had to do a huge debrief. <laughs> yeah. I, what's sad is I can talk about this because in the last few weeks, I've had multiple burn patients that I've had to transfer out. It's been burn heavy lately. So Whoa, no weird. risk of identifying anybody because I've had a lot. Okay. Okay. Weird uh, that there's an increase of that, but glad they're, they're, yeah. they're apparently doing okay. Um, all freak accidents, all just like super freak weird accidents that have caused accidental burns. Damn. Yeah. It's been pretty awful. Well, on that note. Um, yeah, that's it. That's that's all she wrote, folks. Uh, avant-garde. Yeah, I was trying to figure out a way to loop it back in, and I, I'm still thinking of it as meaning odd, which is incorrect. So anyway, um, I hope that... Yeah, I'm not even going to try it. Anyway, until next time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it the incorrect way, so avant-garde. <laughs> Is that way. Okay. Well. That's it. That's it. Oh, you didn't, you didn't have any housekeeping job hunt. Okay. Um, I landed a little bit of freelance work. So, woo. Um, we're super excited about that. Um, but I'm still looking. It's, we're going to see how that works out, but Hey, it gets me up to like 15 hours of work a week. So that's better than four. Um, uh, I'm I'm also trying to hire Maggie. She hasn't looked at it to see if she can help me or not, but maybe oh, one yeah, day. Oh yeah, your your website. I forgot about that. I will look at that anyway. <laughs> um, but she also has an RSVP for my wedding, but we won't talk about that. Which again, you obviously know I'm coming. <laughs> Just RSVP for me. Uh-huh. Um, 
But other than that, no, I'm just, now that I have a little bit of work secured, I'm back on the apartment hunt. So I'm going to try to move out in the next like month. Um, and still kind of looking for a roommate, but I honestly just don't think that's going to work out for me. So wish me luck. Uh, and you're going to talk to your neighbor about taking the cat. Oh, Murray. <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> I haven't brought it up yet, but <laughs> I may talk to the neighbors about kidnapping Murray, but I'm just nervous that like, if I move, and take Murray, like, he's he's very much an outdoor cat. And I'm just nervous if I take him with, he'll try to go home. And, and get lost. Yeah, and I don't want that to... I mean, I'd have a collar on him like he wears now and everything. But, like, still, I don't know. That makes me nervous. So, I feel like if... Anyway, we'll see. But I am going to miss Murray a lot. <clears throat> I'm spending a lot of time with Murray lately because he's not my cat, but he's my cat. And I'm going to miss him a lot when I move. <laughs> I've been championing her to take Murray with because I think she needs an, a full-time pet. Well, and they did talk about getting rid of him because he is a lot. He has a lot of attitude. Right. Um, and they already have a dog and a baby. Um, so, and like a new baby. And he's kind of a grump because he's in his old age. And I think, I think if you took him to a new place and maybe just got him like a mini catio, like the ones that attach to the window, he could still feel the breeze, but he'd be safe inside the house. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's not a terrible idea. Um, and that might keep him from losing his freaking mind, um, like screaming to get outside. Right. Um, but then he would be safe. True. And he has actually calmed down quite a bit from when I first met Murray, because he would come in like bruised up, banged up, scratched up all the time. And now he honestly just stays inside and sleeps. I think he's over it a little. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's why I've seen him more, because he's just, like, always chilling on your couch or on you. Yeah, he's actually in his other apartment right now because I'm dog-sitting his brother, so I locked them both in there. And he didn't even want to come out. He was like, no, I'm going to nap. Thank you. Oh, well. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll keep you guys updated on whether or not I kidnap Murray. But um, I'm going to be very, very sad if I have to, like, say goodbye to him because he has been my bud for a while now and it sounds like Harriet's screaming in the background yeah um so Olivia's walking Willow and I think Harriet is staring at them out the window going (laughs) yeah I thought I heard a cat I wasn't sure I was wondering what that was yeah no she's literally crying okay because I was like Harriet I I couldn't hear it and the headphones like muffle everything but I could hear it pretty clearly so I was like I'm pretty sure that's you not me speaking of cats um but anyway, this has been okay, a fun I'm gonna, little wrap up. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go hug the crying f- fluffy noodle. Okay. <laughs> you have fun with that. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. Until next time. <laughs>